I do think that as designers, it is our job to hone this skill of making decisions on our own. Because like we've said, it seems to be something that comes with becoming more senior. You know, you've got to be able to go through that stage of having someone else help you make the decisions in order to learn how to make them on your own, I think. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm Femke. And I'm Charlie. I like the way you <laughs> change the inflection there, Fem. In this week's episode, we want to talk about design decisions. We make a surprising amount of decisions as designers. They can be like small little ones, like literally deciding pixel width of something, you know, one pixel to another, or they can be quite big ones about the direction of a UX or or something like that. Um, today we're going to talk about how we make those decisions and what we do when maybe we're feeling a bit of decision paralysis. And I brought this topic up because this is something that I've been experiencing this week as I've been redesigning the homepage for ConvertKit. I just have so many ideas and um, have been struggling to basically decide on which one to go with. They all seem like they have potential and I don't know, it's just been... Um, a week of decision paralysis for me. So I'm excited to share what I've been doing about that and uh, yeah, maybe give you some advice if you're experiencing it too. First though, fam, how has this past week of lockdown been? Oh, it's great. I I, th- I think I'm Is in it? the well, I think I'm in the phase where like everything's so bad that I'm just like extra positive about it, you know? Where I'm, okay, yeah. <laughs> not that it's like so bad, but um, you know, gotta just keep a positive attitude. You're resigned to the fact that you're here. Yes. Yep. I'm resigned to the fact that this is my life now. There's nothing I can do about it. Uh, and just gotta kind of stay positive. Uh, something I've been consciously trying to do more of being at home is just like small, inserting small bits of mindfulness, you know, in my, I wouldn't say my day cause I'm not doing it every day, but in my week. So, um, you know, yesterday after work, I was like, I'm going to do some yoga and I lit a candle and I put on like soothing yoga music, you know, just nice. making it a little bit, you know, nice for myself. I haven't tried it yet, but I've been really wanting to try Calm app. I heard that it's like mm. they have breathing exercises and, you know, light meditation. Uh, so that's something that is, is on my list that I also want to try this week. But yeah, I just have been wanting to sort of just take more mindfulness moments for myself here and there throughout the day because I feel like I lately have been getting very overwhelmed, getting a little bit down in the dumps with my thoughts, and I'm just trying to be more positive and bring more positive energy around me uh, in small ways. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what you have to be doing at this moment, right? I love that you've been purposefully finding ways to make that happen because it's really easy to get sucked into just the the feeling down exactly um and it's like i don't know i don't want that to sound like i'm saying it's your fault if you're feeling down at the moment it's absolutely not the case but um i like the approach you're taking that you you've seen this coming and you're trying to counteract it so yeah that's good do you find sometimes that like i mean i'm putting this on you because this is what happened for me when i was sort of feeling similar was that some days I would do everything quote unquote right and I would still just not not feel good, you know? Like some days it just doesn't work and uh, you got to be accept that too. Oh yeah, I've had uh, a couple couple moments in the last week where I just was in a funk and I felt like yeah. I had to just 
walk it off. So once I I went for a walk, I was like, I'm just going to go for a walk by myself, listen to a podcast and just walk, hoping that that would kind of help me shake it off. Uh, And it didn't. Uh, And then actually same with the yoga that I did after work yesterday. I was like, okay, this might help me like shake it off. I'm going to get all zen. Uh, But after my yoga ended, I got right back to feeling down in the dumps. So yeah, sometimes it, it doesn't work, but I'm trying to persevere and also trying to be kind to myself. You know, it's not going to work every time and I'm not going to feel amazing all the time. Uh, So yeah, just taking small mindful steps, I guess. And like, maybe if you hadn't taken that time, you would have felt worse, you know? So it probably did help a little bit. That is true. Uh, So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at uh, lately, trying to be more positive and more mindful. Uh, what, What about you? How's things going on your end? Like, honestly, I can't remember like any difference in my life from the last time we talked (laughs) like I don't know I'm like I don't know what else new to say like it just feels like every day is very similar I don't know there's not a huge difference between the weekends and the work days mostly because I'm spending time on side projects uh, and it's like my choice I know but yeah honestly I feel like I'm just just ticking along (laughs) nothing very exciting is happening over here so nothing really exciting to report I'm afraid Actually, you know, I do have a question for you as someone that, you know, works like full-time remote. Is this different for you from your regular remote like life? Because I've been seeing a lot of comments online from people who are like, I have 20 years experience working remote and this is nothing like a regular like remote working life or some people saying like, yeah, I've always been remote and I've never been closer to burnout than now. So I'm curious, like from your perspective, is this the same? Is it different? How different? Uh, Yeah. What what do you think? It's definitely different for sure. Like I'm, I've always worked from home. Yes. But I've always been able to leave home whenever I needed a change of pace or exercise or just like, you know, wanted to go, I don't know, buy a snack in the afternoon. Uh, You know, all of that was, you could just do it on the spur of the moment and not have to think about it. Uh, Whereas now, obviously that's not the case. And so it definitely feels different. And I think like I said, the weekends feeling similar to the weekdays might be what's contributing to more burnout because like I'm spending my weekends in the exact same place I just spent my weekdays. You know, normally on the weekends, Mark and I will at least one one of the days be out in town. Like, you know, we've got this normal route that we go on, eat lunch out, eat dinner out. Yeah. And there's just not that clear break and like clear differenti- differentiation oh God, <laughs> of, of time. So... If anyone else is like a regular remote worker and struggling at this time, you are definitely not alone. Mm -hmm. Okay, that makes me feel a bit better um, because, yeah, this, I don't know. I've worked remote too before and it didn't feel like this. Uh, No. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. So it is different. Shall we get into today's topic though? Yes, let's. Why don't you share a little bit? You said that this is something that you've, you know, kind of experienced over the last week or so. Where where are you at? What's, What's been going on with making decisions? Okay, so I feel like I'm at a stage of my career where, and like in my skill set, I suppose, where I can make a good design that's going to answer the brief pretty easily. You know, like any of the things that I'm doing is going to be just fine. That's like the baseline of what I'm in. But I've been trying to push myself lately and be coming up with more creative ideas, try new things, that sort of stuff. And I don't know if that's what's been contributing to the decision paralysis, that I maybe don't have as much trust in these new things that I'm trying. 
because they're like stuff I haven't done before and that I haven't seen work, you know, uh, like it's less formulaic, I suppose. Yeah, the thing is, I know that any of these directions that I'm trying, I've got a few different ideas for the header, a few different ideas for like this mid-page content, they'd all be fine. Like I could run with any of them and it would be okay, you know, uh, they would answer the brief, it would work, work with the brand well, but I just, I don't know, I'm struck by, maybe it's my like, I don't know, high standards or whatever. I'm like, I want to make the best decision. I want to choose the thing that's best. Yes, they'll all be fine. They'll all be good. But I want to choose the one that's going to do the best for us. And I can't decide what that is. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's that's where I've been at. Have you been in that situation before where you've got like a few directions and you're like, these are all like seem like they're good directions, but I just don't have a favorite and I can't pick. Yeah, I have this all the time, actually. Uh, And Sometimes I do have a favorite, but I might know that that's not necessarily cause for like choosing that one, if that makes sense. Uh, So maybe there is like other options that could work better, but I just really like this particular option for whatever reason. Uh, And that can sometimes also be hard to like give up your idea that you really like if it's not the best one. Um, But yeah, I'm in this situation quite a bit actually. And I feel like as, you know, so far in my design career up until now, like having, you know, been been a junior and now I'm kind of midweight, I feel like I've had permission to be in this situation. Like it's okay if you don't know which like which one to choose or which direction to go. Like bring all the options, you know, we'll we'll go through it together, get some feedback from other designers, like let's get some feedback and, and choose a way forward. But now that I'm getting more like upper midweight trying to move towards senior, as I've mentioned on this show, I feel a little bit more pressure to like make that decision on my own and have that point of view. And I'm honestly struggling with that a little bit. I'm struggling from shifting to like being used to getting a lot of input to make a decision where now like I'm kind of expected to make that decision on my own. And I'm not going to lie. I'm finding that a little, little bit challenging. Yeah, I can see how that would be the case for sure and maybe that like does fit with my theory that I'm experiencing this particularly with this project because I'm trying new things and I'm like a little more out of my comfort zone whereas perhaps the past few years I don't know every now and then it's hard to make a decision but usually I'll like be like no this one's best for this this isn't this reason and I can like rationalize it to myself and figure it out you know so yeah maybe that is a thing to do with us pushing ourselves and be perhaps a little bit out of our comfort zone, that it's a, a normal thing to experience. What are you doing to try and and push past this? And like, what are some ways that you do make decisions? Yeah, so I will force myself to think back to like, what is the goal? Or like, mm-hmm. what are we trying to achieve? Like, what is the purpose of this screen or this flow or this interaction or whatever that is like trying to think back to like square one right what is the actual goal that we're trying to achieve because there's so many different ways you could do different things but which one is going to help us achieve that goal best so I kind of think back to that then if needed I will also get input from like maybe engineering maybe there's like a best decision from a design point of view but if you take it to engineers then it might not be the best decision anymore because it might you know take a lot longer to implement or have more complexity in the back end or whatever I will often sort of message my engineers as well maybe giving the two options or putting forward the one that I want to go with and just kind of sanity checking it with them to make sure that like it's not going to cause any headaches for them along the way And then 
checking back to the brief kind of thing, you know, making sure that this is going to answer the brief, making sure this fits into the wider picture of what we're building and how this might fit into other flows and experiences. And then one other thing that I often like try to think about is the any research we've done. So like, you know, well, what did the research say about how this person like interacts with these kind of things or what they typically are thinking at this stage in the journey. Uh, So that's also really, really helpful to kind of have that foundational research to kind of use to make those design decisions. Um, So that's also, yeah, that's been really helpful too in moments where I'm like really, really stuck uh, to try and kind of put that those glasses on of like pretending I'm the user and like what are they what's their like level of comprehension about this thing and like how can we best help them get through it uh that's also been kind of helpful for me okay there's loads of like bits of gold in there so getting new information talking to people and thinking through different frameworks I suppose yeah that's really good I feel like the main way I've been coping with my decision making this week has been using the talking to others thing like you talked about I feel like I've been just needing a lot more reassurance or like bouncing ideas off people being like is this completely nuts or like is this kind of cool like what should we do sort of thing I've been dropping a lot of things in slack and bugging the other designers on the team a lot this week bless them they've all been very helpful but uh, that's the main way I've been coping yeah I feel like maybe I'm getting to a stage now with this project that I'm working on. And let me just give a bit of background actually to it. Um, I don't know, just I feel like saying a bit more about it so it can be less wishy-washy. Yeah, sure. So I'm designing, redesigning our homepage, right? And uh, with this homepage, we're going for a more like brand-focused, story-driven approach, which is kind of new to me where I'm, I'm very used to designing really good landing pages that explain a product, you know, and that talk about features in this way and like say exactly the thing you know at the, uh, the thing you need to know at the point you need to know it, take you on a journey through learning the product, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I just think I approach web design usually from a very like functional product focused viewpoint. Whereas this page is more about storytelling and featuring other creators and, uh, like explaining our product through them in a way. And so it's it's kind of different. And so a lot of my usual like strategy or like systems for designing a page have had to just be completely new. To give like an example, I would say that the Webflow homepage is a more product driven one. You know, it explains the product, talks about all the different features versus like a Squarespace that really focuses on talking about who uses the product. And um, it's like very inspirational imagery based and that sort of thing. You really don't see much about at all about how the product works on the Squarespace uh, homepage. At the moment, anyway, they're changing it constantly, so who knows by the time this episode goes out. (laughs) So yeah, we're trying to have something that's leaning more onto that Squarespace side of things. So there's a lot of photography and um, yeah, that's that's like the thing I've been struggling with. And I I think this is where um, I've been struggling to make a decision with the new information is something that I do too. Like you said, you'll talk to the engineers and see if this is a better like design to build than the other one or whatever, if it introduced problems. I feel like really what I need to do to make good decisions on this project is be seeing how people respond to it. And so maybe that's why I have been sharing so much with the team, you know, to get their thoughts and to get their reaction. Cause it's, it's not like not such a data driven thing that I'm doing, you know? Yeah, I can see how that would be really, really challenging. Like all of a sudden you're in a situation where you kind of have to switch your like almost mental model, right? Of like what you're designing. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Which is a challenge in itself. 
And so I guess, do you feel, do you feel like you have a little bit of like grace from the team that you're like kind of, you know, having to adopt a new mental model and do things differently? Or do you feel like there's pressure to like know what you're doing and like clearly make decisions? Like how kind of open is that um, collaboration? It's very open. Yeah. I'm very lucky that, um, first of all, no one's given me a deadline for this project. I've kind of set one for myself because I'm like, I don't want this to take up, you know, too much time. There's other, there's other shit to be doing too. So yeah, I definitely feel a lot of grace in that for sure. But I have been thinking this whole time, like, oh my gosh, imagine if I was trying to do this, um, on a tight deadline with someone like tapping their watch at me. I think that honestly, I wouldn't be doing it. I think that I would be going back to my default. Like I said, I'm trying to push my my skills a little bit in this page. And I think that if I wasn't being given the grace to try things out and to, you know, be struggling with the decisions, then I would probably just do something, you know, quote unquote simple um, that would answer the brief and, and move on because of that time limit. Um, something that's helped me to make a decision. Like the other day, I finally decided, yes, this is the header direction that I want to go for. In fact, it was, I think it was just yesterday that I was deciding this. Uh, Again, time is weird right now. But what helped me was, so my gut was saying this one direction. I shared the two options that I was deciding between with the team because I was feeling like, oh, I don't know if this like new direction is is kind of new for me. I don't know if it's, it's quite right. It involves this animation that I've made. And so like, I'm not an animation expert. Is this going to be good enough? Do we think? I don't know. Quite a few people on the marketing team preferred the other version, which made use of more like a a full width video background that is like, you know, what you'd be used to seeing on on a homepage, you know. But I was like, okay, they're saying that, but my gut is still saying I want to go with this other version. So I was like, do I listen to this feedback or do I like go with my gut? Is my gut wrong? That's happened before, so who knows? Um, But then Nathan came in and was like, I really like the animation one. I think this is like special, exciting. Like he gave some reasons and like, I don't know, hearing that he felt that was the best one and hearing someone come in and like firmly state, I like this one for this reason. Whereas before it was just people saying like, oh, you know, probably this one or, you know, I kind of like this one best. Yeah. Um, that allowed me to be confident in my decision, I suppose. So I don't know what, it, what advice can be taken from that, but I do think that as you know, as we both progress in our careers and step into leadership, I'm going to keep that in mind and um, like be looking out for when people who I work with are struggling with a decision like this. And if I have a strong opinion, I'm going to now know how helpful it is to say, <laughs> yeah, to say it and to like hear that opinion in those moments. Um, so yeah, I'm really appreciative of, of Nathan for, yeah, for stepping in like that. Yeah. They can sometimes give you the little boost that you need, right. To, to make that decision. Yes, it was like a, a confidence boost or I don't know, just a, yeah. So I feel, I'm feeling good about it now, but it took me a while to get there. Yeah, you, you touched a little bit on like having confidence in your decisions. I'm curious, like how, how much confidence or conviction do you bring when you're like putting forward a point of view? Like this is the direction I want to take. Uh, something that like we value quite a lot at Uber is like having the strong conviction and like believing in your idea, having a really strong point of view, putting that forward and like being able to back up the decisions made. How strong is that for you? Or like, do you kind of more be like, yeah, this is the direction I want to take, but still really open to ideas or like, let's discuss. Or do you go in there really strongly with like, no, this is what I believe. And this is the decision that I've made and how we should move forward. What does that kind of look like for you and your team? 
Oh, that's a good question. I would say for me, it's the majority, the latter, where I'm, I'm like going in saying, this is what I've decided. Speak now for a voluntary piece right. sort of thing. Yeah, that's like the main way that I, I usually do things because I usually go through my process and develop a wireframe where I'm like, okay, I have a lot of context on this project and like I'm the one who has the most information about this, this and this. And I've synthesized it all and decided that this is the best order for things and this is what I'm going to present. And of course, I'm always open to making changes because sometimes people call out something like that I had a blind spot about. Um, so I'll, I'll always be asking for feedback. I'm never presenting something saying, this is what we're doing. Because then I feel like, what's the point of presenting it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm offering feedback, but I'm also explaining why I specifically have put things in this order to try and, I guess, like help bring people on board with my thinking. But then um, I think that it's just when I'm unsure about something, when it's something new to me, that I will share things more in the former version, like you were saying, where I'm sharing a few options and saying, I don't know, what do you think? This one has this going for it. This one has this going for it. And I'll kind of try and like promote each option, I guess, to show that there's a few different directions we could take and they might all be correct, but they might have different like meanings or something um, or like slightly different focuses. And I'm wanting the team's input onto what the focus should be. Yeah, that's what it's mostly been for me. Yeah, this kind of ties in with our previous episode about getting feedback. Because for me, I use the crits that I mentioned in that episode to like source those opinions and like present different options. And then the design review is a little bit more structured where I've like gone through the, you know, exploration process and getting feedback on different ideas in the crit. And now I've like gathered a, you know, point of view or a direction that I want to move forward with. And then that's what I propose in the design review. Um, and I'm trying to think, usually it goes, goes well. I'm trying to think if I've had moments where like, I've like strongly presented something in, in a review that, you know, got a lot of pushback. I think Mm -hmm. in my experience, typically like there's a lot of trust in the designers that, you know, we've done the exploration, we've, we've done all the thinking and we've, you know, come to this point where we've made the right decision. So unless there's like a strong technical pushback or something, usually in the review, like everyone's pretty on board with the chosen direction, but you know, the crit is like essential to getting to that point. So there is that opportunity to like, you know, if you're not sure which exploration to go with, share that with a group of people, get the feedback, discuss it, uh, and then use that to make a decision going forward. That's, that's kind of like what we've done. That makes sense. And I, I feel like as I've been working on this homepage project in particular, I've it's the first time that I've really like had had something about being in an office and working like a, literally physically alongside a team that I've missed. Um, I haven't had that feeling much since being remote. Interesting. But I'm like, oh man, I'm, I miss being able to like, um, I think back to working at Zero Days and I'd work with our, our friend Jay was an, a designer, on marketing designer on the team there. And I would be like, I'd sit next to him and I could tap him on the shoulder and be like, Jay, what do you think? This or this? Like, and we could have a little conversation about it and it would help me yeah. get past it and make a decision. Um, I do think that as designers, it is our job to hone this skill of making decisions on our own. Because like we've said, it seems to be something that comes with becoming more senior. Yeah. But, um, you know, you've got to be able to go through that stage of having someone else help you make the decisions in order to learn how to make them on your own, I think. Exactly. Yeah, that's really hard. And then I think it's also important once you're at the stage where like you can make those decisions on your own, make sure you've got like 
the rationale of how you how you got to that decision. Um, I've definitely been in situations where I've been challenged on that, where I've like made a decision and then, you know, I get like un- unexpected questions about it that I wasn't quite prepared for or someone points out something like a blind spot you mentioned earlier, you know, like I totally missed something. Uh, so yeah, that's also something that I'm still like developing that skill of, of making sure that I have the rationale and have the conviction when it comes to like, you know, sharing your, your decision or your idea, make sure that you're ready to, to back it up. Like if your reason is like, oh, I just liked that one best. It's probably not going to like go down as well as if you had like a really strong foundation and basis for, you know, why you actually made that decision. True. What's your reaction when someone does challenge a decision that you've made? Because I feel like in my career, I, I don't know, earlier on, I would sort of like stick to my guns and, um, you know, dig myself deeper sometimes, whereas it's only been really been in the past few years. And perhaps it's from working at ConvertKit where the team like is very transparent and like open to learning on the job and like making mistakes that I've felt confident enough to say, oh, you're right. I totally didn't even think about that without worrying that I was going to come across like I wasn't professional or like, I don't know, wasn't doing my job well or something. That's how I would have felt about saying that statement earlier on in my career. So, yeah. How do you feel and how do you react when that happens? Yeah, I feel like I react differently depending on the situation or the scenario. Sometimes I, I'll do the same like you said. I'll be like, oh, I totally didn't realize that or oh, I, I totally forgot to include that. Like, that's my bad. I'll make sure I update that. Sometimes, you know, I'll like, especially in a, in a crit, sometimes it's with like 10 other designers. So you're getting a lot of like quick, snappy feedback. Uh, and I'll just, you know, be like, okay, Thanks for the feedback. Thanks. Yeah, I'll think about that. I'll consider that, um, you know, just sort of like keeping it moving along and not necessarily addressing every point of feedback, like right then and there, but just sort of saying, thanks. Yep. I've taken a note. I'll consider that, you know, moving forward. Uh, I think that's also something I, earlier on in my career, I felt like I had to like have a answer for everything and like be prepared to like defend the work or, um, you know, just, just have a quick response, but I've come to learn that it's okay to just be like, okay, thanks. It's something I'll think about, or I appreciate the feedback. Um, you don't have to like, depending on the situation for me and crits, like I don't have to necessarily always like have some answer ready to, to defend the work. Yeah. I mean, sometimes, you know, I get feedback that I just don't agree with, uh, and I've, you know, gotten better at pushing back on that. I think in the past I would do the, like, thanks, I'll think about it. But like already I'm like, no, I'm not doing that kind of thing. <laughs> um, now I'm getting a little bit better at like challenging that a little bit more. Why do you think we should do that? Where does that come from? How does that work when we get to this part over here? Or just like, you know, trying to stay really strong to the decisions I've made. So yeah, I'm getting a little bit better at like, if I don't agree with something and that's also like a good point to bring up too is like you don't have to implement every piece of feedback you get you don't always have to agree with opinions um, and so that's something I'm still getting better at is like you know staying strong and holding my ground and saying actually no like we're doing it this way because of xyz uh, I think there's a lot of like conviction in saying that too. While you were saying that it was I was thinking that perhaps decision making where we're asking for others opinions and then they give us a response that perhaps like doesn't align with what our gut was saying. Like, like in my case, it's kind of like the design process equivalent of 
you know, flipping a coin and then <laughs> you, your reaction to whatever it lands on tells you what you need to choose. Like if you're disappointed that it's heads and you're hoping it was tails, then obviously you should pick tails. Um, or if you're like relieved it's heads, then great, go with heads. Uh, maybe that's a, a little bit of, of what it's like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's totally true. Um, I was also talking to like one of our senior designers yesterday uh kind of related to this topic but he was talking about like how sometimes it's it's okay to be provocative just to generate discussion so you know he was talking about like you know maybe put out a statement there that you disagree with or that you think would like rub some feathers and just use that as a conversation starter to like start talking about that topic and like draw you know draw some insights and draw some input from that topic Um, and that's something that I haven't done like with design like I haven't intentionally put a bad design out there to to start that conversation um but it's interesting to think about like I think you know we're we're so used to like going from this position of like putting the best thing out there and then having a discussion like I'm I think it's just really interesting to think about what if we flipped that and like put out something really controversial to have a discussion about it and then see where that might end up could be really interesting I haven't tried it but it was interesting to hear him talk about it It is interesting. I'm like sitting here trying to decide if I agree with it or not, (laughs) you know, because like on one side, I'm like, oh, it's kind of a waste of everyone's time to bring up something that you already know you don't believe in or agree with. Mm -hmm. Could make an interesting discussion. Yeah. And I see it from the point that um, it could force you to consider some things. Like imagine if you put out there something that you thought was really bad design and someone's like, whoa, I love this part of it. And you're like, what the heck? Okay. Uh, yeah. And then you can like analyze why they liked it. And I don't know, maybe learn something from that for sure. Yep. Just an interesting. Yeah. I just thought it was really interesting to think about. One last sort of point I want to bring up as a thing that's helped me this week as I've been struggling to make decisions is sleeping on it. Like so Mm. basic, so simple, but it's unbelievable sometimes how much more clarity you can have when you look at something the next day, rather than trying to make a decision on it the same day that you've created it. You know, um, that's just, I, I, I don't know why I keep coming back to this constantly. This is a lesson that I learned over and over again. And I suppose it's cause it feels frustrating sometimes when you're like, oh, I just want to like crack this and move on. But sometimes like you literally need overnight in order to make that decision and for that clarity to fall into place and there's no rushing it there's nothing you can do but sleep on it and come back the next day and uh, things are probably going to be clearer then so yeah just wanted to share that that is like timeless advice that applies to anything not just design (laughs) yeah agreed agreed but it's can be frustrating sometimes yeah totally totally (laughs) well any more thoughts to add on decision making fem or should we wrap things up Yeah, I know like it can be hard. And if you're struggling to make decisions, like don't worry, we've all been there. I still sometimes really struggle uh, with, you know, having conviction about knowing which direction to go with or which thing to put forward. Um, It's all part of the process. And as you grow, you'll you'll develop those skills that will help you make decisions. So just stick it out. And also, I think have some trust in the team around you, too, that if you you know, you've got to learn to have conviction, like we've said, and you've got to learn to make decisions. If you commit to something, if you go with something and it's not right, or it's going to have like dire consequences for the business or whatever, someone on your team will speak up, you know, it's a lesson that'll be learned somehow. 
Um, so I don't know. I think for me, that gives me confidence in my decisions, knowing that, yes, my team trusts me to make the design decisions, whatever. But if I tried to do something that was like just they didn't feel fit with the company values or the company direction, someone's going to speak up. So that gives me some confidence that I can just keep forging ahead, mm-hmm. knowing that there'll be someone to put me back on the right path if I do veer off. Yay. Great note to end on. Thanks for bringing up this topic, Charlie. It's like, it's nice when the topics like come from something that we've been struggling with. So I'm glad that we can kind of, you know, talk about it on the show. And hopefully this has helped you also kind of like make a decision about, um, or, you know, get some skills on how to make decisions going forward. So thanks for bringing this topic to the show. Yeah. And if anyone listening has something that they're dealing with in their career like right now maybe it's not like a huge struggle maybe it's just like a little little thing niggling at you I don't know we want to talk about it we want to get into those details and I don't know you'd be surprised to hear probably how it's probably been a part of our career as well so tweet us at designlifefm or you can also send us an email if you'd like it to be a bit more private and that is hello at designlife.fm yes we're designlifefm pretty much everywhere and anywhere yes that's yep that sums that up all right good to talk to you fam bye